I think I'm buying it. A shot pass, Scott. No, why are you looking? Shass? You I know, didn't. I didn't know. Are you not familiar with the not. term shass? No. You've you're... never shassed before? You've never Maybe. done a shot pass? Maybe this morning. Yeah, sure. Okay. Welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. I'm David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. We're uh, fill- filling our words with unusual pauses this morning. I'm not sure why. That's all right. I, I, do, I do appreciate the fact that you try to do it different every time. Try to. I'm running out of <laughs> ways. There's only so many <laughs> I'm forgetting ways that I've already done it, so it doesn't matter. Whatever. If you've forgotten, our listeners probably have too. I know I don't pay attention. The three listeners. That we... I only pay attention when I'm talking, so that's just, sure. just kidding. I get it. That's Coming to you live from Training Room Alpha. Nope. No. no. This is the studio. We're back Where? in the studio this week, Brian. The yeah, studio. but that's what I mean. I feel like it's Alpha. Instead of having a, a, a cryptic quote on the back of the wall behind us, we've got our coffee pot. Training <laughs> Room Alexis. That's what the A stands for. Training Room Alexis. Isn't Something it? tells me we're going to talk about him a lot yeah, in the next say, hour. There's a little bit of foreshadowing there. I think that's absolutely true. I think Brian's trying to get us through to the matches. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. No, we, um, we're we recording in the morning. Yeah, back uh, to the morning. Which is uh, because you guys have so many things going on at night right now that we can't seem that's to, true. to yeah. record at night. Listen, we, so have we, other... don't have our, we can't give our Joe Beans plug this week. Um, Although it would be more fitting in the morning than at night. Probably. That's true. Yeah, but we do have some coffee today as people can watch us get up and get some. I um, Sadly, I, I brought my London mug today to uh, think about the and just give our well wishes to those uh, in the, with the tragedy yesterday in London. In Westminster, our thoughts and prayers are, are with you. you so anyways, just wanted to bring that sobering note onto what should be a jovial podcast. Maybe we can make someone smile who's hasn't smiled today. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, good, Dave. Thanks. That's really. I mean, good. it's possible. Good, nicely done. One person, maybe. I mean, if so, that'd be a hundred percent of our audience. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the matches. Shall on we? to the matches. We will start with the league leaders, as we often do. Stoke one, Chelsea two. Uh, looked looked like there was a potential chance for Chelsea to drop some points, but Willian and Cahill put in the goals for the Blues, offsetting a Jonathan Walters PK for Stoke. Three just, more points for Chelsea. Just like Chelsea to kind of get your hopes up that maybe they mm-hmm. may, might drop some points, and then they don't. Yeah. You know? It's true. And, and then they get their goals from other people who never score. It's true. And, and that's how they weasel their way out of almost drawing or losing. It's so annoying. I mean, for obvious reasons with that goal, if Gary Cahill is your token Chelsea defender, uh, you did very well. But otherwise, you're right. The three goals in this match probably came from people not in very many fantasy owners' lineups. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, they continued, for the most part, other than Hazard and Costa, everyone else that you played was okay. Pedro didn't do much this game either. Yeah, that's true. It's almost irrelevant to mention, but for the sake of being thorough, 
Uh, Bardsley sent off at the very end of the match after a second yellow card. Again, that right. maybe affected 0.1% of owners just because... It can't affect many. Everyone tends to be owned by at least 0.1% of owners. Yeah, uh, that's, but, a good, that's a good point. Uh, you know, it was very fascinating to see the battle between uh, Diego Costa and Ryan Shawcross. Um, I'm sure there were some who were probably feeling pretty fortunate that nothing much negative in terms of negative points uh, came came out of that battle that those two guys had. You think more match. people were rooting for Ryan Shawcross in that battle? You know, for the first time in a very long time, <laughs> I do. I really one do. One of the few times anyone roots for Ryan Shawcross? Absolutely. Yeah. The one time you really want him to use his hands and forearms in a match. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, it looked a lot like Costa was the one who was initiating uh, as much as possible, and the Stoke defenders were all too eager to uh, play as physically as, as he was willing to. Uh, again, not much came of it, but it could have. It yeah. definitely could have. Uh, unlike uh, most of Manchester United's starting lineup, Diego Costa is going to be available for the next match. No yeah. suspension there. Yep. What do you think prompts 3.4% of fantasy Premier League players to own Willian? The promise of a free kick goal. No, well, I, I think of people who have stopped playing and have left him in their lineups. <laughs> That's probably true. But I don't know that you season. can say that because he never really, even early in the season, he wasn't starting on a regular basis. He was known from last year. He was a big signing. What's last his year. price? He's so irre- irrelevant. I don't even have his seven. Stuff. That's not even cheap. That's what I mean for someone who doesn't play. I mean, the the Premier League's pretty much saying that's his seal. That's his floor. That's his floor price. Pretty Which much. I would agree so, with. If he was a regular starter. But he's not. I know. But That's he, the point, right? Sure, sure. But I would say that if he was, I, he'd score enough points that that price would probably go up. If Peter Crouch started the year as a starter, his seal, his floor would probably be like a 5.5. Instead, it's a 4.8 and was less than that 4.4 a few weeks ago. Yeah. So Speaking of Peter Crouch, didn't start this one either. No. Barahino oh, did instead. Boy. Yep. And uh, I'm sure that disappointed very possibly a lot of people. Must, it was a full match week this week, so find a way to sell <laughs> Peter Crouch. You it's still a, own him? It's almost impossible because you, now you've spent that money other places. And yeah. so now you, you're locked into this low-cost yep. striker. Yep. So you sort of on some level have committed to just playing. The only two. positive is if you have Peter Crouch... And he was the greatest value value mm. in the Premier League for at least like for a little weeks. while there. Yep. You can probably move somebody. You probably have you have to have somebody expensive. I have two expensive people. Yeah. So if you can move two dollars right somewhere that requires two moves. Right. You can't just do it in one move. I know. So and you, you gotta, thankfully also have a couple like six dollar options that are not terrible, or you can just uh, settle for Fabio Barini, or or Fabio, Fabio. Barini, or Enter Valencia, or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to see this very much yeah. when when you own Fabio. Yeah, Barini. stop. Actually, stop doing that. The it's making in the me mouth celebration. Stop. Play, right. Stop biting in your hand like that. The point I think is, we've, I think the, we've used up all our Chelsea talk in the last month since they. Yeah, you know who you've got. Yeah, who? You've got Chelsea defender mm-hmm. Hazard, mm-hmm. Diego Costa. 
What about Marcus Alonso, though? I've got Alonso. He he looked good in this match. He had the assist. Absolutely. I I that's what we talked about owning him over somebody else. I I feel like he's been the. I mean, he's Cahill's the number one guy. I think Cahill's number one in defender scoring. Sheamus up to second, mm-hmm. and Alonzo third. Yeah. I keep coming back. I keep zooming out to the club level and thinking about Chelsea's what seems to be imminent title and just thinking about what we were saying at the start of the year versus what is happening. I mean, we made fun of them buying David Luiz at the start of the season. Um, yeah, everybody did. I mean, of course. Brought him back after PSG used him up and, and then sent him back. And then what? They spent something like 30, 30 million pounds for him or something. That sounds right. Uh, I made up that number, but it sounds right to me too. Uh, <laughs> where's our stat boy? So you had that Marcus Alonso, not really a known quantity, you know, at the start of the season. Victor right. Moses wasn't anywhere near anyone's. Uh, He's lestered his way into a role this it's year. It's just amazing. And then they started out exactly what we thought they would be until Conti switched to this three four three, put Moses and Alonso on the wings, went to the back three. Uh, you know, made Pedro and William kind of interchangeable parts there up front next to Hazard and Costa, and and it's worked. It seems like they haven't lost since, except for that one match to Spurs. It feels like it. Uh, and so it's just it's kind of amazing. If it, on some level, if it wasn't Chelsea, what would what would scare me is this? If I was a Chelsea fan, as as easy as the switch got turned on, is could it get switched off that easily as well? Well, with the because addition of of European it was matches next two year. years ago, really yes. good. Then last year, horrible. Mm-hmm. This year, really good, but in a very different way, for much different completely. Reasons. Mm-hmm. And that that even I think speaks more to my point of the inconsistency of what what's it going to be? Which one is it? Well, it's his ability to play thirteen guys because you're only well, and, playing Premier and, League football. I agree. Now they have they've used he uses all his subs, but he only plays fourteen guys. Yeah. But he plays. I mean, it's the same three guys that are coming in to sub. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. They haven't. It's not like they've had. To, I, I guarantee you, if you look at who started, who's had the the least amount of starting lineups, Chelsea's number one. I can guarantee. Probably you. so. Is that a bet? Guarantee it. Don't bet. <laughs> don't bet on that. You know you lose. I'm not betting against yeah. that. Anyways, it, that's enough Chelsea talk. Moving on. It it makes for some good, uh, consistent options in fantasy which is always a good thing for us. One more thing about Stoke, Brian. Jack Butland would have saved that. Oh. Jack yeah. Butland, where are you? Where is he? He's coming back. Is he in your injury roundup? Yeah. No. Mark no. Hughes, is he we, still we, getting We, we mentioned him. He's, uh, he's training, but no guarantee. All right. Lee Grant? Hugh Grant's been great. Hugh Grant has been great, oh and gosh. they don't have to rush Butland back if they don't want to. They've got, they've got options. Yeah. It's a good thing. Manchester City, one. Liverpool, one. Sergio Aguero and James Milner with the goals. The, the best match of the weekend. Yeah, it was. Awesome. It was. It the was best excellent. match, maybe top five all year. Two goals in this match, it, but easily there could have been five or six. It was 1-1, but it felt yeah. like it was a 4-4 game. Yep. It was It could have amazing. ended like nine on nine. There could have been sending That's what offs. what it almost felt like. Could have been it goals. Almost, it, it felt like they just exchanged... Uh, like two boxers who decided, nah, let's let's not block each other today. Let's just start going. Let's just start it. throwing That's punches true. and just continue to hit each other. And whoever survives survives. That's right. 
That's what it felt like. And every all 22 guys out there were putting every bit of effort into it that they could. Um, as a Liverpool fan, of course, I was focused on Liverpool's side of things. And those guys on both sides, though, were working incredibly hard. You're exactly right. It, it was it was great. It was fun. It was really fun to watch. You could just sit back and enjoy the football. It was a – and they talked about this after the game. The neutral, which is obviously, you know, majority of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Great game to watch if you're, a, in quotes, neutral, Brian. It was amazing. So lots to talk about. Aguero, of course, getting uh, the late second half goal, uh, which had to please all of his fantasy owners. For Liverpool, uh, you know, you're probably still not banking on James Milner. Although early in the year, the joke was you could own him for the for the penalty kick goal. Is yeah. this his seventh? I think. I think it was his seventh. Um, hasn't had one in a while. Uh, most of the first six came in the first half of the season. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he got to put another goal. And this is now continues the streak of matches where James Milner has not lost. One of the greatest goal. streaks. I'm going to get yeah, that number ever. while we're talking. I think it's like 54 or 57 games in a row that when James Milner has scored, his team has not lost. Now, most of his career he's played as a midfielder. For sometimes for City, he played as a striker. Liverpool, he's filled in as defender. But yeah. uh, when he scores, his teams have not lost. In, 40, 47. In 47. I it said is the record. Premier League 54, record. but the actual number is 47. That's unbelievable. Yep. It was a good guess. You were only off by 10. Thanks, Brian. Uh, we have to give out. Unfortunately, as great as this match was, because it did only end 1-1, you had to suspect that the winner... And maybe we could say co-winners. Yeah, you of, could give away. I feel like this was a co-win. You I could give like, away. It was, it was like a uh, the, like a major and minor, like a quantity versus quality. Type well, of like thing. a Cameron Jerome, and then See, a sub Cameron Jerome, like a the the Dumercy and Bocconi. I think the game meant more <laughs> to City, and this is why. Number one. Oh, you're going back to this. I thought we were going to give away an award. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the war. I'm not going to forget. I feel like once we give the award away, it's time to move on hey, to the next segment. And there was things I wanted to You know to talk what else about, about Jack Butland? <laughs> oh, jeez. No, just what, go ahead. What were you going to say? No. So at the end of the match, yes. Aguero has kind of a, this empty look on his face. And he keeps staring. He always has that empty look on his face. And, and he's staring at the, the crowd. And it just felt like that city, like that city, needed that game more, uh, especially because of them coming off the loss to Monaco in Champions League earlier that week. That's that's a big part. Yeah. I think, and this is what Pep said after the game. Pep had one of the more uh, honest, and I felt like more agreeable uh, manager interviews that he's given after uh, the game. Well, everyone said that that was as that was uh, almost gushing of him at the end. It was in, but like in, but out of pride. It felt like I mean, it, it was wasn't like one of the fake. first times. Yes, it, it was it one of the like first times. It was he? He seemed genuine. Like I, yeah, exactly, genuine. I felt like I could finally believe what he was saying, and he wasn't just saying it to get out of the interview. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like his answers before have just been. I just I hate interviews. Want to get out of them. He was very proud of his team. For and, and I don't remember the exact quote. If we were a quality podcast, I'd have that exact quote in front of me, but. Um, I, his point being was that uh, he was very proud of his team because of how they gave everything today 
with coming off the they gave everything midweek mm-hmm. three days earlier and Liverpool didn't play. Can I just can I just help you out? I, yeah. I, because I looked up the Milner quote, right. I happen to have some some quotes here as well. The Milner, did I say quote Milner stat. Yeah, yeah. I happen to have the Pep quote here in front of me. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, <laughs> congratulations to Liverpool and Manchester City. It is one of the days I am proud the most. Yeah, I have not had a long career as manager, and it is one of the most special days of my life. In, I feel like this could but, be manager quote of the week. But yeah. when he's I mean, saying this, like. Does he have a twinkle in his eye? No, he really mean, like he really means this. Really? Yeah. Okay. He really means this. The Champions League defeat was so tough for us and yeah. we recovered today with our mentality and attack, but we could not attack more because Liverpool are a top team. I want to stay here and help this club make a step forward and the battle to qualify for the Champions League will go to the last day. It felt like this. It felt like every every team, especially with a new manager, at some point, you Brian, you, you get to a point where there's got to be some form of manager and yeah, talk bonding to me, Dave. with the team. And it felt like to me this was that moment where Guardiola isn't uh, he he bonded he bonded with some of his players. And 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 it was a a big a big moment even though it was a draw that might have felt like a loss although you could argue Liverpool well, I mean, we, all right. I, so, I, so you're, you're to, to, let's let's bring so in the roundabout way to get to the Cameron Jerome <laughs> Wasteful Player of the Week Award. Yeah, fair, fair the enough. co-winners of the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award have to be Sergio Aguero. He, he his being more in the quantity category, having multiple chances in the box, yeah, especially late. Yeah, especially late. And Adam Lallana, but none. Maybe the miss of the better. season. It's as if in his head he thought. The flag's going up, so I need. I'm just gonna stop playing, which it never did. So he just kind of whiffed on his opportunity, uh, or maybe he thought, uh, who knows what he was thinking? He, he just gave up. All you had to do is touch it. All he had to do was tap it in. It was a just tap in in front of the net. Tap tap. Yeah. Tap it in. Yeah. That's. Give it a little tap 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 aroo. Uh, Yaya Torre was lucky not to be sent off in this match. You don't. Uh, yeah, he kicked. Kicked it in the face. You don't. You don't, you can't you don't kick, kick a guy someone in the, in the shoulder, and that's that's the epitome, I think, of uh, a reckless challenge. Um, if I may be so bold, I want to bring it back to Pep. You had too many nice things to say about Pep, so let me just bring it back I to still, him for a second. I don't like him. I'm just saying, but being genuine, yeah. it felt weird when he was like trying to high five Klopp on the touchline. That was a weird, weird moment. It, was, it felt like Pep was trying way too hard. It all stemmed from them. They were both shouting at Michael Oliver, the referee, at the same time for different reasons. That's awesome. <laughs> and so when when Pep realized that he ran over and like clopped clop on the shoulder and, yeah. and tried to high five him, um, and then I have to say, Did you just misused my verb clopped. I didn't. You just misused it. But continue. words are allowed to have multiple definitions. Though. That's I don't true know about that. Yeah. Right. Anyways. Like Lalana, the reason why he couldn't finish that is because he's been clopped. That's why he couldn't make that play, and that's why he won the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award. I have maybe to say, if he had fresher legs, he could have kicked better. That's maybe true. No, that's that's absolutely true. That's possibly that's the true. One reason why he ran out of gas on his one-on-one last night in the England Germany game, and they didn't score. He had multiple chances, and he just ran out of gas. Anyways, he he's been clopped. But go ahead. During that same post-game press conference, post-match press conference that you, you referenced and that I read quotes from, yep. I couldn't help but I can't actually hear what he's saying. All I can see is his version of swivels. The man can't stand still when Pep. he's talking. 
Pat yeah. Guardiola. I mean, he is swivels he's a on nose, his feet. He's a nose picker. He's a he's a swiveler. He's a a, a, a rocker. <laughs> but at least he's not a, a weird Yergi low. Yes, exactly. Crotch he, sniffer. Yes, oh, that's true. Or arm. Did arm, that happen? Armpit and crotch sniffer, like see, like like a German a the German. The cameras manager. now have to be really careful filming. <laughs> all like, in all, we can say. The people that mattered in this match, only only one of them yeah. did anything. Aguero, because you got an assist for Firmino on the on the Milner PK. Sure, for drawing the penalty. Right, so that doesn't really help anyone because if anyone listened to us, <laughs> you sold Firmino. You've sold Firmino <laughs> forever ago. It's true, and it's back to what we do every single week. You, it's, Why are you it's selling the, a Liverpool It's the midfielder. wheel of fortune with That's them. Right. That's right. It's more like if, uh, the wheel of fish from the old UHF Weird Al Yankovic movie. Look, <laughs> that's in my mind only. <clears throat> the point is, All right. you just never know. Where's Coutinho? Nothing. Where's Mane? My lineup. Nothing. Well, I had Mane. So, Mane, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're what about Origi? Is Origi going to play more? Origi? He wants to play more, so he says. No. Exactly. No. Klopp's going to go with Firmino, Coutinho, Mane, unless there's a, an injury. And then Lallana with the, the miss of the year, which would have been Firmino's second assist. Yeah. On the most perfectly perfectly weighted pass over the top of the last defender. In all fairness, though, this match was a draw. I mean, the the result was the fair result. Not that that is ultimately what matters. What matters is what happens. But one one felt right, in spite of all those misses at the end. I think if either of those either of those chances had gone in, it would have been, it would have felt unfair. When I was up getting coffee, did I miss a UHF mention? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's such Never a good thought movie. I'd hear that today. It's such a good movie. Tottenham 2, Southampton 1. Uh, Spurs goals coming from Christian Eriksen in a PK scored by Deli Ali. Yeah, man. Harry who? Uh, Southampton's goal, James Ward-Prowse, JWP. Uh, but really the story for Southampton is the injury to our favorite, no Manolo. Manolo. Oh, Manolo. Gabby Adini. Yeah. Or oh, gaps. Well, we'll save it for. We can talk about his. We can talk about his injury specifically at the end. That that'll be fine. I do want to bring something up at the start I feel of the bad season. For Southampton, like every single time they get a striker mm-hmm. who's doing something, and you know, for the team, Charlie Austin, Manolo. You know what it means. Shane Long is doing something to the strikers at Southampton. Mm-hmm. There's a conspiracy he's theory there. He's doing something to make sure he gets playing time. What a dirty dog. <laughs> he can't earn it, so he's got <laughs> he's oh, to poison the water in the well. Uh, since we're going to wait on Gabby Adini's injury, I want to bring up Christian Eriksen. He had a rough start to the season, and he was someone who we all rated pretty highly, no one more so than me in our preseason right. midfielder rankings. And the manager I still climbing. feel like he's underachieved this year. On the whole, I'd say that you probably are right. And yet, I mean, he's you know top five among midfielders in scoring. He's yeah. quietly made his way up to fourth. He's, he's only fourth? He's yeah. fourth behind Alexis, Hazard, and Ali. That is shocking to me. Yep. Yeah. I would have thought that he was out of the top ten. I mean, look, this is – it's not – I mean, in a way, 
I mean, we've been saying it for since Christmas. The schedule for them has been amazing. Right. And it it continues to be amazing. If Harry Kane doesn't get injured, you could easily have played Kane, Delhi, and Erickson. And you'd be you'd be at the top you'd be at the mountaintop. You'd be at the crest. You'd be <laughs> of the mountaintop. You'd be right on the little pole at the top of Big Ben. What? <laughs> You can play any of the. You could play the the key defenders. Like at this point, it's Kyle Walker. Yes. Or Toby. But I mean, this is no Danny Rose for a while now. Right. You have no Harry Kane for a while now. Yeah. But and the, sorry to anyone who brought in Son. It's not like he played a bad game. He didn't. Well, and so I was going to say that he had. He had. I wouldn't sell your Son stock yet. He I had think heck he's of a good chances in that, in that and, match, and it wouldn't surprise me. Well, maybe not this week. They are playing at Turf Moor, and we know how that goes for visiting teams. But after that, at Swansea, Watford, and then Bournemouth. Interesting. Um, like you said before, Brian, it's a nice schedule. I just think they've they just we said to Spurs have been playing good. We too. said last week, Delhi. I mean, who's the who's the beneficiary with Kane out? It's Son right off the top. Well, and then now Delhi's taking PKs. Right, and so that's and that's that's big for him. And then Erickson on free kicks. I mean, you have those guys are so solid. And just I mean, just thinking after what? Where did he slump again? It was right after City, I think, where Delhi went three straight, where they didn't they they didn't do much yeah. for three weeks. People jumped off of him for some reason. His price went down a little bit. Now it's right back up. I mean, it's anybody who sold him because he got sold almost a hundred thousand times. Wow! In a few weeks, and it's like we—I mean, that was one of the things I feel like we nailed throughout was don't don't bail on those guys. Why in the world would you sell those guys? Who are you gonna do? What are you gonna do instead of them? And the stability that now for the rest of the season and double match weeks with mm. those guys. So um, I was gonna bring this up. Southampton is. In the zone of being being able to go to the beach a little early. That was the talk all that was words, the talk. well they had they and they hadn't played that was the first thing they talked about too pre match was that they hadn't played in like thirty six days or something like that. They hadn't had a significant match in, in a in a in a while. Hmm. How can it be going to be in thirty six days? No, I know in the it, in the Premier League oh, yeah. because okay, of the okay, cups. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So it had been a, it had been a while, and so that was the question: How do you motivate yourself? How do you get up? Well, that's the thing. You're securely mid table. You had a, a pretty heart wrenching defeat in a cup final. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've probably peaked at this point, which makes you have to think twice. The one guy who could maybe well, be able to fight through that is Gabbiadini, who's a questionable. I, I, call I, at this I think point. what you like though is is Southampton for a little bit after in, in January was. Uh, they were playing better football, and I think, and I wonder, I I, I just wonder going out if they're not going to be a lesser I agree. competitor. I think they've peaked. And they're not going to be as good yep. as, as they were. To totally their credit, great. though, they did play a much better and lively second half. Absolutely. And it did seem a little bit in, well, in doubt there for a minute for Spurs, but Spurs held on, and Saints without, yeah. without Gabby Adini lost anything that they had up front. To kind of wrap up the Spurs talk too, uh, you mentioned you know the midfielder options, Delhi and 
and and Christian Erickson and what they contribute. Sometimes when you take away a significant piece, you know, the presence of that significant piece, and of course I'm talking about Harry Kane, it can lessen uh, the significance of other guys around them. But now they can kind of come and 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 bring all of their talents into the uh, squad now, and because of that, maybe be able to shine a little bit more. And I think we saw that since both of them scored this past week. Yeah. On top of that, I want to give you a stat. Yeah, man. You know, it's Scott's stat of the week. Oh, yeah, perfect. Great. We love those. Yeah. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. Scott's stat of the week is the number six. Okay. And this, Dave, speaks to your point. You were surprised that uh, Christian Eriksen's fourth in midfielder scoring. Six is the number of goals Christian Eriksen scored last year. Yeah. It is also the number of goals he has currently this year. He has equaled his goal tally from last year. That's, that's amazing to me that he only has six goals and yet is fourth in midfielder scoring. Yep. It just goes to show that he's able to contribute in other ways. Remember, there are some minimal clean sheet points. Uh, available to midfielders. Yeah, he Spurs just defense feels has like been... he. Ha- it doesn't feel like he has that many assists. Yeah, well, but obviously he has enough to get him to fourth. That's right, fourth place. It's just been a quiet consistency. You know, it's not quiet. Brian <laughs> clinking his coffee. <laughs> Good his coffee as he's stirring. Nice, nice job there. Ah, uh, go on. <laughs> I will. <laughs> West Brom three, Arsenal one. Brian, maybe we should actually leave for real. Before we get into no, this you guys stay here because no, I have no, nothing no, to say. No, no, there's I'm not nothing going anywhere because I have so many things. <laughs> this is the rest of our time. All right, so let if me, you let are me... not an Arsenal fan, turn off. <laughs> Go find something else to do for a minute. Hold on, hold on. What? Craig Dawson scored a brace. Yeah, he did. Hal Robson Canoe, that guy from Euro 2016. Hal Ro- uh, Robson Canoe, uh, English for Rondon Who. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's. I love that. Welsh. It's Welsh, right? No, he's English. No, he's Welsh. He, he plays he for side, the Welsh national he team. He plays for them. Yes. But he is English. Okay, that's weird. But sure. Arsenal's goal, Alexis Sanchez. And I feel like that's probably a good place to just go ahead and turn it over to you, Brian. All right. So, Dave, there's three things you could say with exclamation points in this. Goals, <laughs> injuries, okay. and Arsenal. Ooh. Like Jeb. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Clap for me. Please clap. (laughs) One, the goals. Who's chasing goals? Who's chasing Craig Dawson's goals? There's a a chance you could have been playing Dawson this week. Was there? I think... my guess would be five five percent probably. Do we still have Dawson. token bags? Craig defenders? Dawson is owned one point six percent. So no one was playing. Him. Exactly. Yeah. But Macaulay's been the play. Brunt right. and Brunt. And Brunt. But we've talked about with their their they do you don't know have why a great do you know why no one this would not be a good match. Do you know why though. Craig Dawson is owned one point six percent? Because, because he had family. zero goals through week twenty five. He's had three goals since week twenty six. Hmm. Wow. That's why no one was playing Craig Dawson. I, but, so, and it's probably fair, Brian. Zero zero one zero one two one two two one two two seventeen. <laughs> Eighteen. We That's Craig that. Dawson. <laughs> What's his ownership now? Has it gone up? Has he been transferred in? Has this? I mean, I'm sure. Game? I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it'll bump a little bit. It's yeah. seventeen points. He's the top. Who's the top scorer? One of the top scorers for the week. 
right, so of let's any get back player. to all your Arsenal questions because so the know. goals. I mean, you got an Alexis goal. To me, I I don't does the, do you care? I mean, I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like in the bigger picture of the match, I don't care about Alexis, Alexis getting a goal. Alexis, My, what I care about is the Arsenal performance that got. 3-1, just embarrassed. So which one do you want, Arsenal exclamation point or goals exclamation point, David? I want Arsenal exclamation point. Arsene Wenger, I know my future. Weird. You'll know very soon. Really weird quote. Yes, of course. I I think, listen, I've been a defender for a long time. I think something is completely delusional i think maybe he stopped taking medication <laughs> i don't know if if all of a sudden some form of uh, breaking news arson wenger's been taking medication for oh, years according man. to dave what smith a, what a what a exclusive you got here i don't know what's going on but so his quote of i know what i'm gonna do you'll find out soon there's nothing wrong with that that's fine it was just said in a snarky way i feel like he's staying isn't he I think he it's had a smirk at the end of it, and that means, I yeah, I think that means he's staying. Which, you know, the the American owners, Cronky and and you know, Gaddis is not an American, but I, those are the majority shareholders, and they just need to grow a spine or something because whatever they're doing, Arsenal's <laughs> Arsenal's a Arsenal's I don't a cash think, cow right listen, now. Listen, I am. They don't yes. make. They don't. They're not like the top. Like Manchester United makes more money, but I mean, Actually, why not I be think able? Arsenal to, had a bigger profit than them. Did they have a bigger year. profit now? Yeah. So, I mean, why not play it safe? You're going to continue to get Champions League football. There's maybe it's not. That's if in you're, doubt right now. If your goal, I, right? Correct. Uh, up until now, but if your goal is not titles, but just to make money, Arsene Wenger's doing it. Well, and that's so okay. So I was going to bring this up. You're right. That's the thing. And I think there's a lot of, and you can probably pick them out. I think there's a lot of, someone else brought this up um, in related to other, this is not an American football podcast, but sure. into other sports of, and or this is not an NBA podcast or basketball podcast, Brian. Certain owners mm -hmm. treat their, their athletic clubs as a business. Correct. And their goal is to make money mm -hmm. with their business. Some owners treat their clubs like it's a sports team when all they want to do is win, and they'll do whatever it takes to yeah. win. It is and an those odd. fans yeah. love their owners. Yep. And the fans, like me, who have owners who treat their club, like Arsenal, as a business, and we're just in it to make money, yep. those are the fan bases that want to are ready to slit their wrists and and just do crazy things and march and send planes over the stadiums with messages to the manager. Even opposing stadiums. <laughs> That's what's going on. Yeah. And so I don't know what to do. I mean, it, it, if the owners don't care and, and the manager has obviously lost something. I mean, if he's saying, Brian, you want to tell me what Wenger said about um, Alexis's ankle? Well, we can talk about that, but I, uh, the next guy I would want to say is Thierry Henry. Who's yeah, had a lot to, who had a lot to say after what was Henri's quote? Arson, this isn't he wrote this and he and has he, been as, and he has talked about this. A supporter of Arson. Arson has taken all the bullets for Arsenal for a long time. He gave the club success when it was struggling. 
I know it was successful before, but he changed the club, took them into the, into the new stadium, built the modern arsenal. Everyone goes on about arson this and arson that when he defeats, uh, when the defeats come, but the players need to stand up and be counted too. And I agree with that. It is a mix of both. Okay, it is, it is his team. He's the leader. He created that side. He's at fault because he's the boss. But the players must look at themselves too. You've been saying that. Everyone's been saying that all along. Who's the leader in the clubhouse? Who's There's no one. Where is the locker room dad? For there this isn't team? one, and that's the problem. And uh, I was looking at this. You know who the club has missed horribly? Is Santi Cazorla. Isn't it weird that somebody with the aggression and desire on the pitch to win, like Alexis, no one feeds off of that? No one does. I think when he first. Is what it looks like. Now, when he first got there. His desire to on the on the pitch was influential, I think, to everyone. But something has happened where either guys now are seeing through it, or it doesn't matter anymore. Maybe they're tired of his tiny shorts. Maybe they are tired of his tiny shorts. Maybe they're tired of his attitude. Of There's his a real, of his crybaby attitude. That's true. There's a really interesting question here, and unfortunately, it's not going to get a fair debate. Uh, among Arsenal fans at this point because that's just not how sports operate. Kind of speaking to what you're talking about with your business analogy, the question is which would be better for Arsenal, Wenger out or Alexis out? Or both. I propose to you that Alexis out might be better. Dave. I don't want that. As a fan, I don't want that. What I want is a manager, is a new manager, is what I want. You know what else I don't think you want? What? Hector Bellerin out, who said this week, the loyalty to this person meaning arson, yeah. is worth more than money. It's something very important to me that he's there carries a lot of weight I know. for me. Why but does every, Giroux most said, of the players say that? Giroux said the same thing about arson. The fans. Henri, Henri said the same exact thing. Everyone says they feel terrible that he's in this place. No one, that, that Henri talked about him suffering. No one wants to see arson suffer like this. This is. And, and yet. Arsenal fan TV and almost every commentator, almost everywhere else. It's, it's so like, bizarre. This guy has lost it. Whatever he's, uh, it was post match Robbie Earl and um, I always want to say Taylor Twelman, <laughs> Kyle Martino in NBC studios saying, Yeah, but there wasn't Kyle Martino this week. It was Gundawan, but it looked no, like but Kyle I mean, Martino. But, he, but <laughs> Kyle Martino said it too. He's too close. He loves sure. too much. Yeah. So so he can't get uh he can't get he can't the perspective, get perspective that he needs. Everyone else sees it and he's not and but he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, so so now the the player I got to tell you. So I I as soon as that whole controversy with Alexis sitting out the first half of the Liverpool match. Uh, that whole thing blew up because Arsenal ended up uh dropping points in that match. I thought immediately back to Antonio Conte and Diego Costa when Costa was being wooed by China, and and I think Costa ended up sitting out that whole mat that next match, right? It, it, they claimed it was a back injury, but right. I mean, there was a whole training room, uh, yeah, you know, the, controversy. The supposed bust up bust at the up. training ground. The difference there is that Chelsea won that match without Costa, and it validated anything that could have been negative on Conte. What happened in in the Alexis? Uh, Wenger situation, and, and we can't confirm this because no one can confirm right. this, but it seemed as if one possible theory that's plausible was that 
Wenger sat out Alexis a half for doing something similar, a, you know, a, right. a training uh, bust up, and it backfired because Arsenal, the rest of the team didn't step up. You've got all these players. You know what he did when he came in? He scored. He scored. And everybody looked well, but everybody looked better. Everybody looked better around him too. Uh, you're right. And then, so then you got all these quotes about these players saying, "We want him. We're loyal to him. We love yeah. him. We feel bad for him. Whatever." If they would just win for him, this would all go away. That's what Thierry Henry said yeah. this week too. Yeah. He also said because the question to him was, "What happens if this year the Spurs finish above Arsenal?" And he just said, "I don't care about that. You're gonna. You want to win the table." Or you want to win the league. So if you're looking up and there's no one in front of you, it doesn't who cares where Spurs finish? I don't yeah. care where they finish. You're yeah. trying to win you're trying to win that. Like, yeah, yeah of course, if they finish a, ahead of us, like people are gonna say stuff about it. But for him it was like, no, win. Go win. Go win for the club. It's right. the weight yeah. of the jersey is more important than anything else. Play for the club, not the man. Mm. So here's here's my question. Yeah. Take Alexis out and what do you have? Obviously, you're missing a massive piece of, of the club uh, and of, of the club's performances this year. Most of the goals, you know, a lot of a lot of the assists. I mean, you're 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 taking out a big chunk of of the performance that you've gotten all year. But you're gonna sell him for some money to someone in Spain or wherever, and and you're gonna buy new players. And if you do that right, you might not miss much. See PSG post Zlatan this year. They. They're not. Okay. They haven't dropped much Fair. off after the sale sale of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Take out Wenger, and what do you have? You have guys who haven't performed, who are going to be even less motivated to play, seemingly, because their choice of manager is out. Who knows how that's going to go? That's an entire squad of guys. Well, I, I can tell you this. And you got one guy, Alexis, who's happy. Are are you actually better off selling Wenger? I'm not defending him. I'm not saying he should say he should go. His expiration date has passed. Okay, that's my personal opinion. And yet, I think it'd be better for the club if Alexis left. But at the, I don't. I don't know if it has to be one or the other. I. I, I don't think it's like that. I Here's think it's the become issue, that. It's become Wenger it's like versus Alexis. It's like this last game. There was a there was a ball crossed in on on a corner, and. Three West Brom defenders right. fought each other Everyone, to yeah. head it, and there's not an Arsenal player in the picture. Okay, that is the most telling thing of what's going on. Right. And so, to Henri's point, that which Henri said he's is he doesn't a think, player problem. Yeah, he said when that was what kind of what everyone else felt like. This is a how are you not prepared as Arsenal defenders? To defend the team that has scored the most goals in the on Premier League on set, set pieces, pieces. Yeah. how do you let how do you how do you let Craig Dawson run free on two headers to at the, so, at one that one that gets them ahead and one that seals the game? Uh, that wasn't one of the, that's what Henri said he had, he didn't think he'd ever seen three defa- three people being able to do that. he didn't think he'd ever seen that before what, on a on a pitch in his life. What, what does a manager control? Manager controls the the starting lineup. We don't know what goes on in the training sessions, right? But you look at the lineups he's been putting out. They've been good lineups. That was a good lineup that he put out this past week. Yet they didn't get a result. You liked the fact that Welbeck was up front. I did. I did like that mix up. Absolutely. It just seems like a club that's burdened. That was the word that I used with you guys after. This I don't match. know what's going on with. I think there's a problem with Ozil, and there's a problem with Ramsey. And, so and, and, banger supporters. So though. the last thing 
is injuries. At least Urzel. The last thing here is injuries. We can talk about check and and we can talk. Check isn't check's a big one. It is. So I can say, so we can say at least that he was subbed off for Espina. We can talk about the details of check's injury right. afterwards. Ozil, you finally got your wish. He doesn't start. Everyone's saying the same thing. So he so he hasn't started, but he hasn't started in a while. So, RotoWorld.com has mentioned this in in the Mezet Ozil injury saga. Well, they just said okay. they're just pointing out that the only official reason for anyone for for Ozil not playing so far has been illness. That's the only thing that has been said officially. A really rough flu. This week, it was hamstring. Mm. So. Like they said, unless they're making ex- it unless up. extended illness turned into hamstring injury, <laughs> right? There's sometimes, either Brian, either that, there's a either there's that a flu can make its way to the hamstring. No, have you ever had that? Sure. All of a sudden, sometimes like that happens. My post nasal no. drip sure turns into hamstring. No hamstring pull. Yeah. No, no. The, you know what this is? This is an injury so, problem that the league has. I just want to take this opportunity. Right. That's to, so. That's that's. There's two. That's two things. Go, yeah. It's, this is. It seems like transparency issue. Yeah. On the part of Arsenal. Right. What the what is going on with this guy? And then, as Scott posted on our website, mere fantasy and and discussed last week. Where's the injury protocol for this league? You have no idea what's going on with this guy because they don't have. No one has to be honest about it. Scott, tell us tell us about your the blog update this week. Uh, yeah, which just, coincides perfectly with it's you. exactly right. Yeah, it's called solving the parentheses fantasy Premier League's injury problem, uh, and it details the fact that the one of the reasons why the NFL is so popular is fantasy football. Millions and millions of people play fantasy football every year and the nfl has understood this understands that it, it's part of the reason why it has such a large fan base so one of the things that they do is they make sure that they develop their product in a way that coincides with the development of fantasy football and one way that they've done that is by standardizing the injury protocol teams have to report player injuries there can't be any surprises they have specific designations that have to be given so that we as fans and 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 the opponent the uh, opposing teams you know as the opponents of these teams but then also us as fantasy football players have the ability to know what's going on in the interest of transparency and we can participate uh, accordingly the the premier league doesn't have that all season long we have been surprised by these injuries that pop up that seemingly come out once the starting lineups have been announced, yeah. a, a name that we know and are expecting to see is missing. Last week it was Hazard. Yeah, you know who knows what Arsenal player it's going to be in in a week and a half time, and and it's, it obviously has a huge impact, and it's going to hold back the Premier League in some in, in some way if we can't trust injuries enough to be able to legitimately play fantasy Premier League. Fantasy sports are one way that we connect to real sports. Yeah. It gives us the ability to interact. We're all about interactivity these days. And fantasy sports are the primary primary way that we get to do that. If we can't play a legitimate game because the Premier League's not playing fair with us, it's going to hold back the league and they've got to they've got to catch up on injury protocol. And so, so we write about that this And week. so bringing us back to Sanchez and right. m- and again fantasy more fantasy relevance. He he leaves 
78 minutes. Yep. With an uh, injury. With an injury that was supposedly a first-half tackle. It was an ankle injury that Wenger said should not have played the second half. He should not have come out. But yeah. he insisted. But it was obvious he wasn't able to perform the way he had in the right. first half. Right. Needed to come off. And then all of a sudden it's discussion of, is there ligament damage? Will he play again this season? Right. Is this the end of Alexis Sanchez at Arsenal? And Wenger and said... And then the next thing we see him well, in is... Hold on, is, but what, what was Wenger's quote? It, he was it, injured from the tackle in the first half. It was a bad tackle. His ankle is in an absolutely terrible state. He should not have played in the second half. He insisted that he went out, but you could see he wasn't right. Which I'm okay with. In other words, a, a guy goes in, he's injured at halftime, and he's, he's like, hey, hey, you know, captain, boss. Give, give me I'm, the I'm horse good. tranquilizer. I'm going to I'm gonna go Let back. Go. We'll get, sh- give me some of the, uh, the magic spray. Yeah. I'm going to be good to go. Horse goes platelet. out. Goes Treatment. out. Maybe it doesn't loosen up. <laughs> maybe it's too tight. Maybe it's too loose. And, and it's time. It's time to come out. And so the, then the manager goes and says, "It's in an absolutely horrible state." Two days later. Two days later, our our wish list podcast sponsor this week, Tiny Shorts by Alexis, <laughs> back to nudity. <laughs> playing for Chile. He's playing. Ready to go. International break this week. <laughs> He's in Chile, and he can't is in, wait to face Argentina. He's already in a short pair of shorts, but like rolls them up. Yeah, he likes that. What and is, the only other that? piece of covering. Yeah, but what is that? Is Why does he roll them up? Is higher. maybe a little bit of ankle tape. Blue ankle tape. Maybe just a little bit. Yep. It's uh, cool. Kicking the ball around. Smiling. Tiny shorts. Time. Feeling free. Just some ankle tape, and I'm ready to go. Right back out there, and now who looks like a now who looks bad? Your yeah, manager. I know looks like a big dumb buffoon. I know, and you wonder maybe off his meds. Scott, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is. Maybe it's it a, is. Sanchez well, needs to go. The problem and, and, and is maybe that's the problem. But this is how it's going to play out. It is an Alexis problem, but because the rest of the club's not responding. It looks like a Wenger problem, and it will be treated as a Wenger problem. The question is, if they really have, and I'm shocked that they submitted a two-year contract extension to him at this point. If they did that, and it seems like they did, uh, and he is going to accept it, can they pull it back at this point? I mean, do you have to I don't fire know. him? I don't know. You know what? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I'm just, I have been happy with his lineup selections this year. Mm-hmm. and Except for the fact that Alexis and in-game decisions. makes his own decisions. And maybe, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the first guy in a long time, maybe ever, that has decided that he's going to make his own decisions and Wenger's let him get away with it. The other thing is this. There's something that's going on with those. I mean, maybe they, maybe the club just needs to sell those two guys. Well, he's not going to sign until Wenger signs. And uh, he's a head case. He's in his own head. His real-life contract issues. I, and I don't like head cases playing for me. So. Alexis Sanchez is owned by 26.2% and dropping. So after the injury... He's already been sold out. He's one of the most transferred out players for the week. Which 30, speaks to the point. When you get a devastating people. injury report, his you right. sell a guy. His ankle right. is in a horrible state. This is right. affecting. Like I know it's just fantasy sports, whatever, but it's affecting things. Right. So so immediately 30,000 people say, 
oh, this is terrible. Why did I bring this guy in? I need I'm going to sell him before his price drops. Right. I'm going to sell him as That's fast right. as I can before his tri price drops, which then drops his price, actually drops his price. Yeah. So 30,000 people already. I'm sure his price has come down a little bit too. And now you're punished he's for being probably a good playing again. Owner. You're punished for being a good fantasy owner because yeah. the club's not I honest. Look, all right. I think, I think it's probably That was enough. an Arsenal moment from us all. Man. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about any of it other than the fact that I am tired of seeing the club lose. I'm tired of seeing the effort that's put out by about three or four guys, and I don't want to see certain players like Bellerin leave the club. Yeah, I guess and, not. And Who like, was very good, Bellerin. It, for as as bad as it was overall for Arsenal, he's probably the best. He was very good, second to Sanchez and or Ozil. I don't even know how much value Ozil has. Bellerin's the next best asset you have. Like you can't, you got to keep that guy. You can sell Sanchez and replace him. And I know that there's only about three or four guys in the world right now playing as good as him. My point being, there's other guys out there. Mbappe, who I'd love to have on my team, uh, that plays for Monaco, and, and, and I mean, there's other. Offensive players out there. Anyways, moving on. Middlesbrough 1, Manchester United 3. Uh, Fellaini, Lingard, and Antonio Valencia, the goal scorers for United. Antonio Valencia's goal. Should be half credit, right? Brian, That's I the most hilarious. I was wishing I was in the same room as you. Because I couldn't believe it. And, I, and the thing that made me mad is that I... Uh, that was one of my last debates was whether or not to take a minus four because I had I had Van Onholt and and Olsen because you had two injuries there. two two big injuries and thought you know what I can get to I can get to Valencia by way of Chris Brunt and I was like no nah, I'll just wait and uh, it would have paid off it's one of those few times a, a minus four would have paid off in a transfer. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Valencia. What impressed me most, not only has Valencia played, I'm pretty sure almost every single game for United this year. Yeah, except his also, broken arm at the end that of kept him out for two weeks. <laughs> just like when you fracture both your your forearm bones, you you just miss two you, weeks. Yeah, you just got to sit out for a couple weeks, let that heal up. It, this is his, Valencia's goal came in in the injury time, and as. Uh, Middlesbrough is sort of kind of pressing to maybe try to get uh, – Middlesbrough had a decent second half to try to mm -hmm. get an equalizing goal. Valencia literally runs – takes the ball the entire length of the field. Like he's just as fresh as the game has started. And I think yeah, that's what I'm credit him. him. He tracked it down. He ran it's, He ran Valdez down and Valdez slipped. It's. It was just amazing. It was amazing that he just – at the end of the game, he ran the entire field – and was unfazed by any type of fatigue, and then was in was in the proper position to take advantage of Valdez's slip. In the interest of bringing at least a little bit of legitimate statistics to this podcast, uh, <laughs> Valencia has missed three matches. He also sat out match week sixteen against Crystal uh, Crystal Palace. Um, but one other thing: every other match he has played besides the three, only one. Uh, where he was subbed out. He has played the full 90 yeah. in all but four matches this season. And he was in influential. Uh, and he's a quality play. We've been saying that all year. Yeah. You've been saying uh, that. And I, and I finally put my money where my mouth is. Finally. I do. I, what I, are you going to do? Own him? Yeah, and uh, owning him is just for, again, for, for double weeks, 
their uh, their and the rest like, of the way yeah. schedule for them. Yeah, I mean Manchester United is I, start, I feel like start, sol- yeah. solid all the way around. United for, for the guys that we've said the four guys that you can own from Manchester United. United's upcoming schedule not the easiest: West Brom, Everton at Sunderland, Chelsea. Now they do get three of three of those at home. Three of the four. When does Laton return? April four. Midweek. Midweek. I think he's eligible to return. He's at one more match. Yeah, he yeah, gets one more. Uh, brings him back back into play for sure. I I mean we say that you can own Pogba. I think he got hurt no, as well. I got. But but I'm, I think mark. I might. I, don't know how I think he, I think I might pull him off of the you can own him because I mean I have. What would, make, notes, what where, would make you want to? Where is Pogba? Where I, I thought around January he had turned a corner. So wrong. Couldn't have been more wrong, 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 yeah, wrong. He's nowhere. Juan a lot Mata. of people. A lot of people brought in Mc McTarian. McTarian. Everyone wants him to be better. Mourinho's just holding him back. Well, he's holding himself back. McTarian brought in by a ton of people and starts on the bench. For the for the week, Mata. Who's always good whenever he's out there. Whenever he's out there. His last five games, 1, 7, 11, 2, and 8. Yep. That's pretty good it's for a very one, good. 7.3 billion those are, dollars. Those are, Pedro, those are Pedro-like numbers. They and are Pedro-like. And, but what are you going to do? You're going to have him in there? You're going to take the risk that he plays 21 minutes? The second the second I start him, Mourinho bench. Exactly. So again, De Gea, solid. Can't go wrong with him as your as your keeper. Valencia is the only guy. Although you know, he took advantage. We can talk about Phil Phil Jones. That's his English pronunciation. Phil, Phil Jones. Phil Jones. I didn't know that uh, country over there. Phil Jones is looking at an extended injury. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, so that could bring back I don't know Daily Blind, Bai. Looking at some of those guys for the for the rest of the season. He's, pr- I think, still trying to fight Middlesbrough players in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. Speaking of uh, United's manager Jose Mourinho, he provided our manager quote of the week. Oh, nice! This week, you actually brought this to our attention first, Dave, uh, which we're grateful <laughs> for. Uh, How could I forget this? I applaud. This was, I about. I was watching the interview and I almost I looked I wanted someone else to be in the room like did anyone else just hear what I just heard there's no way he just said this I applaud our attitude and desire and our way of thinking we don't have plan B C D E F and G but we have M N O P and S (laughs) I (laughs) what does that mean you know what it means no no it doesn't I have. I just think it's. I just think it's. It's. He just, wasn't even joking. It was a complete straight face, and that's what. Does anyone was, check the Portuguese alphabet? That's uh, my question. I guess I don't know. I, I got a. <clears throat> I got a buddy who speaks Portuguese. I'll have to ask him. Looking at Middlesbrough for just a second, they have given us almost nothing to discuss. George Friend at the beginning of the season that yeah, for the about a day. Friend, friend to all mankind. Yes. But they've given us nothing since to discuss on a fantasy soccer podcast. But Rudy Justed scores the goal. They looked better after their new caretaker manager yep. uh, uh, coming in uh, puts two strikers in uh, in the second half. Justed and um, 
I'm blank. Uh, uh, Negredo. Thank you, Negredo. Uh, Justed and Negredo playing them both up front. They looked better. Justed mm-hmm. gets the goal. Go with me here for a second. In in a time right now where we're dealing with a lot of strikers out, potentially. Just stop. <laughs> All right. Listen. Just a thought. I fantasy, get it. The, the fantasy Premier League we'll site see. themselves is plugging a lot of Middlesbrough as option because of the double match week, which we can talk more about on our preview podcast next week. But also the new manager bump. I think they're right. gonna, like they looked better. They went up against a tough United team. They lost. But when they're playing clubs that are in the bottom half of the table, I'm tempted. Yeah. I'm tempted. Well, and it definitely for strikers, and that's that was one of those six dollar guys that I mentioned earlier is Negredo. We got to hurry up because when we get to the injury roundup, that could be about ten minutes. That's true. Everton four, Hall nil. Yikes, man! Uh, that Hall uh, rise. Uh, Everton's goals: Dominic Calvert Lewin, DCL for short. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Enter Valencia, and then two more from our boy, Romelu Lukaku. Lukaku and Valencia were, uh, they were on their own level together in this one. Lukaku's assist to Valencia was great, and I think Valencia assisted Lukaku on one of his. Yep. We speculated last week, you know, Lukaku turned down the richest contract offer in Everton club history. And we speculated, is this going to create issues? Is he going to be on his way out the door a little early? He scores two more here. What was the most significant part of those two goals came in the, I think it was the second, but I could be wrong, uh, goal celebration when he basically tributed the Everton fans. And that's when I realized... He was nope, kissing them all goodbye. I'm, well, yes, <laughs> yes. But you know what that means. I read it as, I'm going to play for you yeah. until the end. Oh, yeah. And I actually decided in that moment, which is cheesy as it sounds, I'm sticking with Romelu Lukaku to the end of the season unless yeah. he gets hurt or there's a significant change He's not in one his to status. really pick up many injuries. He's not. He's, he's one to give them out. So yeah. he is playing for the love of the fans even if he's on his way out of the club after the season is done. I'm sticking with I, I, I changed he, my tune in a week. I think he just has good respect for the game and for the fans. Lukaku is a, and for is, the manager. He is so good. And Kuman afterwards, when, you know, of course, he's asked about it, and Kuman says, okay, yeah, we want to keep Rom. All the fans love Rom. Rom. Everyone Rom, loves Rom. Rom. Of course, we want to keep our best players. I mean – he was just. I, I mean, I think it's just like we're the fans. We know, we know that they what can't we're. We know him. what we're up against here. We know what we have. Everybody else Every, wants this guy. Yeah. Of course, we want to keep he, him, but who knows be, what's going to happen? He will be the hottest free agent, very possibly, in the off season. The yeah, only sure. bad thing about Everton is yeah, that they do not you. have a double week the rest of the season. But when he's scoring two a week, it doesn't right. matter. So uh, you're okay. I have been so tempted. I have tried to get to sell Ashley Williams. Mm-hmm. For weeks and weeks, but there's always an injury or something that comes up where I have to sell someone else more. This should be a segment, Brian. He's mentioned this multiple. And times. I am not willing to take the negative four to sell Ashley Williams. Yeah. This week it worked out. I had Coleman and Williams as defenders. Played right. them both against Hall at home. Clean sheet for Everton. I Rogers. got. I played Funes Mori, who Ooh, came in as a sub. Yeah, Brian. Ever since he mentioned Funes Mori, I don't think he started. No. I so know. I mentioned him three weeks ago, and then Jack Yelka, <laughs> out of nowhere, has started the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah, welcome back, Phil. And ha- himself got a six and a seven. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, let me mention that 
because he has started. He's cheaper than Funes Mori at a 4.6. Everton obviously been playing well. Their upcoming schedule, not easy. At Liverpool, at United, the resurgent Leicester City, and then Burnley. So Everton's upcoming schedule, again, not easy. Late yet, Jack Elka, 4.6. If he's playing, still cheaper than Funes Mori. Seamus has elevated himself to the position of you could sub him out. He could be your uh, cornerstone defender. Defender, absolutely. Second? Is that what you said? He's second? second. He's defender got another second behind overall. Cahill. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, I love we love Seamus, and I don't curse him at all. Uh, in the category of unnecessary uh, comments, Tom Huddleston sent off with a red card for Hall. Brian, or not Brian, Dave, you cursed Hall hard. Thanks, man. Ever since you yep. promoted Hall. I have that ability. They have done nothing in fantasy. Yep. yep. West so, oh. ne- next time you need something to go your way, let me know. All right, we'll do. Yep. Well, speaking of, West Ham 2, Leicester 3. Uh, the goals here, uh, honestly, maybe... Second best match of the weekend. And yeah, maybe some significant good. goals here for fantasy. Manuel Lanzini and Andre Ayew for West Ham. Riyad Mahrez, Robert Huth, and Jamie Vardy for Leicester. And I wanted, before we talk about this, I had forgotten. You guys made a bet last week. Uh-huh. Remember this bet? I don't. I, I forgot. It was an over-under on the uh, points for Manuel Lanzini. Five and a half was where we put it. Yeah. Did I, I heard the guy that took over. Dave took the over. Yes! Yeah. Lanzini with a 10, Lanzini, thanks to his goal. Yeah, Lanzini scored, and he was one of the top bonus point getters. And I was going to say, mm-hmm. Lanzini has the win all them yeah. effect of he loves to play at home right now. Yeah. Ah. His last five, 13-2, 10-2-10. Free you kick, can man. guess, Brian, where those, ga- where those games. They're all at home. Have, they've all come home. Uh, everyone that matters for West Ham did something. Lanzini, Antonio, I, and Carroll, because Antonio and Carroll get the two assists on AU and Lanzini's you goal. You didn't even mention, is it AU or IU? We can get the, Ooh, we can do that one day. Interesting. I guess we know what, how to say will be I will week. say this, Andre IU, who, good in the beginning of the year, we, yeah. we like, we wanted him to be really good. He just came back, started playing about five weeks ago. Three of his last four games, these are these are his uh, last four games, eight, four, six, and seven. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Well, good. and now we can. I mean, if you want an injury roundup, uh, West Ham has problems again. Oh boy, they've got this. Is they've got they, some. They've, they've got, first, and it's coming so. directly from. <coughs> it's did coming directly Arsenal's from. <laughs> yeah, I think they did. Son of West Ham chairman. Jack Sullivan tweeting oh, out multiple he, updates oh on oh, Mikhail Antonio, Winston Reed, and not not as significant, but Pedro Obiang. Do you think uh, they've uh, got, significant to real life? Yes, he that's has what been I was gonna solid. Say. So no, hardly anyone knows owns him, yeah, but but he's uh, a better real life player than fantasy. So he affects other players on the pitch. I think the midfield bump for West Ham could be happening because it looks like they're not going to have Antonio for a while. Hmm. Uh, Ayu Lanzini, Snodgrass. Snodgrass played 73 minutes, so he's still stable as a... He's he getting the minutes. in this one. He had a shot that uh, was blocked. I think all three of those guys, all three of those guys all of a sudden worth become own. ownable. It's good. Uh, I don't know what you want to do with... as soon. As I, I might have done the reverse curse on Robert Huth just as I'm talking about how... 
he hasn't had any attacking returns. He gets right. a, yeah. a header on a great uh, on a great set piece, and then Vardy and Mares. I don't know, man. Everyone's everyone's jumping on Vardy again. He's a nine point I mean, eight. It, it might be real. The last, I mean, it's not. It seems it's, real. Yeah, his last three games: thirteen, five, and eleven. Yeah, for Vardy. Mares I mean, last two games: ten and eight. He had a shass this game. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think I'm buying it. A shot pass, Scott. No, why are you looking at shass? You I don't. Didn't, I didn't. Are you not familiar with the I'm term not. shass? No, you've never shassed before. You've never maybe, done a shot pass? Maybe this morning. Yeah, sure. Bournemouth okay. <laughs> <laughs> two, Swansea nil. Uh, the goals uh, coming from uh, Al- Alfred Mawson. Yeah. Own goal. Own goal. And, uh, mm, sorry, David. Benikafobi, uh, Josh King with the assist, but Afobi yeah. with the goal. Yeah, and they're going to play. There looks like they're playing together. Afobi as the striker up front in the middle. Josh King. Flanking yeah. a bit, and considering they drew to United and have won the last two since, I think they're going to stick with that. For the a tough while. thing, a phobia. It's the first time I think he said after the match is the first time all season he started three in a row. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he, I'm sure he's cheap. Phobia got robbed. I mean, that should have been his goal for the most part. That Moss pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, at, at least you could say it was an iffy on target. Yeah. Didn't look like it was going to be, but oh. still. A phobia is the new Connor Wickham. I mean, it was this time last year that we started talking about him That's for true. Bournemouth, That's and now here he is again. I'm, uh, I'm not owning him. I do love to own Josh King. Uh, in a new segment that we like to call, look, I don't know what else to tell you about Gilfie Sigurdsson. Oh, man. <laughs> Gilfie stat of the day. Can I have some kind of music for this? Yeah, absolutely. A Gilfie stat of the day? Yeah. Yep. This is, an ama- this is amazing. Swansea. This is entering the match, courtesy of four four two stat zone. Entering the match, Swansea had they've attempted three hundred and thirteen shots in the Premier League this season. Gilfie has either attempted or created the chance for forty seven percent of those shots. He's attempted eighty seven, had attempted eighty seven, and created the chance for sixty one. This match, 10 shots for Swansea, four of them were Gilfies. Wow. And it was and he had the only shot on target for Swansea in the match. That's wow. So I know you get 2-0, but this is Gilfie. It should be the Gilfie City Football Club. <laughs> yeah, sure. I agree. I by the way, can Swansea hold on to that guy? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, Fabianski, I don't know if anyone, real quick, oh. one little blurb. His save in the Josh King header, robbing King of a goal. Yeah, I was, wish Josh King had was, scored. was the save of the week. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyways, that's it. Crystal Palace won, Watford nil. Speaking of shots on goal, Crystal Palace get the win despite not having a single shot on target. Thanks to a Troy Deeney own goal. Three in a row for Palace. Three in a row. Troy Deeney can't help but score. It doesn't matter what net it is. I mean, I he, he has to be. He's, he's been a really it, good own. Yeah, it sucks. I, I have it not been buying the 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 Deeney Kool Aid, you know. But can't even do that. But listen, his last six games: <laughs> nine, nine, seven, two, nine, five, and then the zero with the own goal. Yeah, it stinks for him. Yeah, those are great. Those are great numbers. Yeah. I have not been giving him credit. Can I keep poo pooing it? 
That's wrong. These are points that Palace needed because now the next six are where it's gonna where those points are gonna matter. At Chelsea, at Southampton, Arsenal, that's an easy win now. And then Leicester. And so. then at Liverpool, at Spurs oh, after that. So this it's is a, it's valuable it is a it's rough good, run it's a good point, coming man. up, but we really said that point. weeks ago in the game that we played. Hey, don't look now, but they're only four points clear. Right. I mean, this I is. Know. This I know. I want to see the Eagles fly. This is still going to be a, an interesting relegation battle before it's all done. Sunderland nil, Burnley nil. And now and it's time for the injured. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the season of, of the goalkeeper. Okay. Heaton, Heaton and Pickford, stars of the match. Love True. me some Pickford. They both tied for the bonus points lead. So both picked up the full full three. They tied Heaton for... scored 10 for fantasy. Yeah, and, and, and so, so did, did Pickford. Pickford. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, so both of those guys, uh, again, I, I don't know what else to say yeah, about uh, Jordan Pickford. I know. You love that, man. Injury roundup. Howdy, partners. It's the injury roundup. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Aiden Hazard, shocking scratch for Stoke City. FantasySoccerFC.com slash news. Check out our recent podcast. Yep. Manchester United players managed to kick him in the ankles and calves so much mm. he had no choice but to miss. Mm. 10 to 15 days is the expectation. Yeah, due he, to, didn't he try to go to international duty with Due Belgium? to his calf injury. That means he's missing Belgium's World Cup qualifier versus Greece this weekend. Probably the friendly versus Russia next week. And the expectation is probably also the match versus Palace coming. Wow. So needless to say, he's been transferred out a lot. Uh, Kyle Walker. He's the, I think he's the most owned defender. He's one of the most owned players. 35%. Subbed off at 78 minutes. There was a concern Pochettino said about his wrist and or thumb, but uh, he always seems to make this, the lineups. And he was a doubt kind of going into it with an ankle injury, but he ended up playing. Ten again, Scott. Ten thousand people already subbed him out. Like he's already been sold over ten. He's one of the most transferred out defenders for the <clears throat> for the week. Astute fantasy owners are are you know jumping on the news and. Unless you were saving money, you probably subbed him out too soon. Yeah. He's he's okay. Can he's I, not going to miss. Let me just say real quick, this is a, a, a plug for, for those of you who are looking to make changes. Be wary of doing that before the international break. I agree. Break. Wait till it's over. Yeah. It, like Price price variations don't aside. Don't be so knee-jerky. There's no other reason why you should even consider doing any buying or selling before late next week. I agree. 100%. Keep- Petr check. Subbed off at 38 minutes. Official reason is a calf problem, but if you saw it, which you did, Dave, Scott, I'm sure you saw it, he wasn't doing anything. He was just playing the ball out to his right, and it was a regular kick, and all of a sudden he sat down. Not good. He knew it was done uh, up to four weeks, David. Not not good. So so say multiple news sources. Owned by 12.9%, that will certainly drop. It's hammer time. Yeah. I just was stopping because it's hammer time. Stop. Hammer time. Antonio, three to four weeks. This is a, this is all straight from Jack Sullivan. 
son of West Ham chairman. Uh, three to four weeks with a hamstring injury. That can't possibly be good for them. Winston Reed likely will find out the results of what was probably going to be a groin scan. But Jack Sullivan says four to six weeks, maybe longer. And Pedro Obiang, ankle injury versus Leicester. Stretchered off, out for this season. Ooh, man, that's bad. Manolo Gabbiadini, 31 minutes versus Spurs. And then all of the Fantasy Premier League said, Merda! That's the, that's, that's the bad, that's bad language. Apologies for the salty language Italians. Yeah, sure. Uh, Claude Puel says, Merd, and then says, Groin <laughs> And then says groin strain. Uh, everyone winces, but the most anyone can say right now is we're hopeful it's not long term. What is likely is that it's three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then minor, minor. Not. I mean, it's important to the team. Morgan Schneiderlin. Just when we got a chance to talk about him, he only played thirty minutes and then left with what the Kuman train is saying—a calf injury that mm. could keep him out several weeks. Mm. And Phil, that was according to Ever- EvertonFC.com. Phil Jones, uh, ev- almost everyone is saying that he has a broken toe, mm. and that could be he could miss matches at least through April. It's kind of a it's kind of a big deal because he's a cheaper option for the yep. for Manchester United for a couple defenders. Weeks and then I cursed him, and yeah, I'm sure there's some other folks, but those I mean that's pretty that's major. Submit. Well, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Not right. good, but good. Well, it brings us to the end of the pod. It does. Scott, where can people find us? At Fantasy Soccer FC on Twitter, our Fantasy Soccer FC Facebook page, where you could watch our yeah live. You can get live like video the of page. our audio like podcast page. recording. Yeah. You can watch us live, get coffee, bang the table with our knees as I just did, and, and other things. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And then FantasySoccerFC.com. <clears throat> Perfect. All right, we will have a pod next week. It's going to be will. a preview show. Yes. Be, due to our international break, we'll have some fun. Maybe not as long. Uh, you might Come actually on. like it better. We always go I long. Know. Besides, Who am I kidding? There's a but people are calling this Friday's U.S. Honduras match the biggest match in U.S. soccer history. I tell you what, uh, it better be. It better go right. It better go. I right. better see some starting lineups that I like, or I'm going to lose my mind uh, Bruce Arena was interviewed by uh, Roger Bennett of Men and Blazers and it made me have hope in Bruce Arena it did okay I'm, I need to I'm watch excited. it I need to watch it I need that sort of inspiration alright Brian anything else no listen we what? uh made, no, that, that, I should never give him a chance <laughs> hey listen for you for, and for me for you and for me and for Brian and Scott and Dave this is the Fantasy Soccer for FC for all podcast. of us listening to the Fantasy to ourselves FC podcast until next time <laughs>